Brailcast is made possible by the support of Bristol Braille Technology, a community interest company developer of Canute, the first multi-line Braille e-reader. Visit bristolbraille.co.uk or email inquiries at bristolbraille.co.uk. In the UK, call 0117-325-3022. Hello and a belated Happy New Year to you. Welcome to Brailcast, connecting the dots for blind people everywhere. My name's Matthew Horspool. We hope you had a fabulous festive season and we're really looking forward to providing you with some excellent content in 2020. Coming up this month... We came across some Braille art that um, I think it was either in America or somewhere uh, that sort of led us to think, well, how could we share that with the Victor community? And we thought, actually, it'd be quite nice to put that in the form of a competition. We talk with Luke Wakefield from Victor, a UK-based children and young people's charity, about a brand new Braille art competition. That's all coming up this month on Brailcast. The 4th of January is Louis Braille's birthday. He would have been 211 this year if he were still alive. It's no coincidence then that since 2019, the United Nations has formally celebrated this date as World Braille Day, an international day of observance to raise awareness of the importance of Braille as a means of communication in the full realisation of the human rights of blind and partially sighted people. In spite of its recency, It already feels firmly established in the calendars of the sight loss industry, attracting a great deal of online publicity this year. Perhaps that's because, for many, the significance of Louis Braille's birthday predates the UN's intervention. Organisations in the United States of America have observed National Braille Literacy Month in January since at least 2011, and Royal Blind's National Braille Week in the UK was held in the week containing the 4th of January until 2013. It's now held in the second week of October to coincide with the International Agency for the Prevention of Blindness's World Sight Day, held on the second Thursday in October. One of the more creative announcements to spring from this year's World Braille Day came from Victor, a national charity in the UK that provides support to blind and partially sighted children and young adults aged 29 or under and their families. They've launched their first ever competition to challenge blind and partially sighted children and young people to push the boundaries of their creativity and use the Braille system to produce a piece of art. Blind and partially sighted 0 to 10 year olds are invited to present a creative way of displaying their name in Braille using different objects, whilst 11 to 29 year olds should find a way to use Braille to create a picture. £50 and £25 Amazon vouchers are up for grabs, respectively for the winners and runners-up of each category, and chosen finalists will be displayed in a booklet and an online gallery. Entries close at 5pm on the 31st of January 2020. Luke Wakefield is Head of Activities and Strategic Programmes at Victor, and he joins me on the phone from their head office in Milton Keynes to tell us more about the competition and the charity as a whole. I started by asking him what his fancy job title actually meant. I've got a team of three of us that are uh, working on the activities as we plan and deliver the activities all around the country and some of them internationally as well. Uh, so we've got activities for early years, we've got activities for families, we've got family days and our themed family weekends. So this year our spring family weekend is space themed, 
and then our summer one is Olympic themed as it's an Olympic year. Oh, fantastic! Uh, and then we've got yeah, we're really looking forward to that one. We we uh, we've got a group of our 18 to 29s that are going out to Tokyo for the Paralympics later this year as well, which is really exciting. Really looking forward to that. We've got three age groups as well, so we've got 10 to 13 year olds, 14 to 17s, and then our 18 to 29s. That actually sounds like quite a varied activities program for this year. What else, aside from activities, does Victor do to support blind and partially sighted young people and their families? So as well as uh, the activities team, I work with the project and programs manager on quite a wide range of uh, projects. So we have recently launched our parent network and our parent portal. Our parent portal is um, essentially a big hub of information um, and it's split into all different sorts of categories that are hopefully useful to parents and families to, to look at to uh, basically signpost to lots of different support whether that be uh, on equipment for grants whether that be just finding things to do in spare time um, any kind of accessibility stuff hopefully that's all there and we keep adding stuff to it all the time and the uh, the parent network is um, slightly more sort of social media based starting off with the Facebook group uh, for parents just to meet, interact and share some of their own stories and backgrounds and ways for parents and families to connect, really, because we operate as a national charity, so sometimes there'll be sort of pockets of families all around the country, so it's quite a nice way of bringing everyone together online. Uh, we've also got a sort of student support uh, helpline, uh, and our student support programme is something we're looking to try and develop this year. Our charity mandate only allows us to work up with young adults up to the age of 29, However, we've met so many fantastic young people uh, that um, we don't want to lose touch with. So we are looking at developing an alumni group sort of for 30 plus. Not quite sure what that looks like yet, but again, that's something that we're working on this year. Uh, so there's lots of exciting projects coming up this year as well. Fantastic. And what about that gap between uh, being a student and being an alumnus, you know, in the, in the sort of 21 to 29 bracket in terms of, you know, helping to employment and that sort of thing? Does Victor offer anything in that sense? That is a big focus of ours at the moment is employability and building that. We've um, put out information about careers day that we are um, putting out there for 18 to 29 year olds for, for anyone who's sort of looking to enter the world of work or, or has been struggling to enter or re-enter the world of work and we'll do a skills audit. We'll have a look over CVs. We've got some employment professionals coming along as well just for a bit of advice you can talk to them on the day but they'll also be available after the careers day as well so we're really excited about that we had a careers and uh, sort of employability week for our 14-17s last year in the October half term um, so as well as sort of doing lots of fun activities where we talked about sort of all those transferable skills like communication teamwork problem solving and all of that we then finished that whole week at Grant Thornton, which are a county firm in Milton Keynes that, that hosted us for, for the afternoon. And we, we talked about the importance that certainly at that age of work experience and finding opportunities to use the experience that you've gained up to that point, whether that be playing for sports teams, whether that be helping down your local corner shop, whatever it happens to be, and showing how all the skills you've used in, in those different things would look good on a CV or a job application. Um, so we're, it's something that we're trying to feed into our activities in general is, is that focus on employability because we know it's difficult and we know you know there is some support out there but it's good to offer as much as possible to try and improve those chances basically absolutely and running alongside that i read on your website about the young ambassadors program yeah so as part of our sort of our drive to improve employability we have our own young ambassadors program uh, so it's a group of uh, 18 to 25 year olds 
one of those is actually an intern in the office for, for six months. So uh, she'll come in uh, sort of three days a week. And her role is, as well as doing tasks in, in and around the office, is also to coordinate the rest of the young ambassadors. And they are putting together um, our magazine called Strive, uh, which is a you know collection of stories of their own experiences and the interviews that they would like to do. So it's, it's quite an exciting program. We've done it for the last couple of years now. So we've just welcomed in our new intake. They, again, are spread all the way around the country, but they do meet up a few times a year just to go over sort of editorial bits and pieces. But um, that's something that's really, really exciting, the Young Ambassador Programme, and growing quite strongly. Yeah, it sounds it, and it's been a very successful couple of years. I've read some of the Strive magazines, and it's very good quality output that you're putting out there. Oh, the articles are brilliant, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely fabulous. So we're here to talk about Braille art, and we'll properly get into Braille art a bit later on but I just wanted to focus on Braille in the other aspects of Victor for a second and in particular the grants program which you touched on earlier on because I understand there's quite an exciting Orbit Reader grant that Victor have available whether you could just tell us a bit more about that I know that's not really your area but maybe there's a bit you can share with us. Yeah of course so we have a scheme with the RNIB where essentially for £40 you can get hold of an Orbit Reader you know, there's only sort of a limited stock, so it's worth getting applications in. All the details of how to apply and, and go for that particular grant are up on our website, and it's all an online application system. We have the similar one with iPads. I don't know whether you saw that with Pro Air. Mm. That was hugely popular, that one, and we're hoping the same will happen with the Orbit Reader. I guess because Victor can only support people up to 29 years, I guess the grant scheme also only goes up to 29 years. Yes, correct, yeah. Yeah, okay. And what about other products i mean traditionally you could be spending you know four thousand four thousand five hundred on a note taker if people wanted that uh if they weren't happy with just an orbit reader would victor be able to offer any support in that sense yeah so we have done um grants for braille notes and lots and lots of other different pieces of equipment sometimes it's equipment that we've never heard of that we've had an application for um so it's always worth i would always encourage anyone to to make that application or if they're unsure then to get in touch with us because um, it's always worth doing and you never know what we, what uh, is possible. So let's talk about the Braille art competition. I was really excited when I saw this announcement and I was just really struck by it. It's something that I've never seen anybody else do before. So if no one else has done it before, where did the inspiration for it come from? Well, as part of our activity delivery, we deliver the Arts Awards. So last year, we did a photography course, which is great. Wow, for blind people. About, um, I mean, that's the, exactly. that, that's, that's pushing the boat out, isn't it? <laughs> I know. It's, it's a great one to take to somewhere like a site village or, or some of these conferences and things that you go to and say that we do a, a blind photography course. And it was hugely popular as well. Um, it was a fantastic um, course. Uh, and we're looking to do it again this year. Well, we are going to do it again this year. Uh, so everyone that did that and completed that earned their Arts Award Discover level. That's the entry level of Arts Award, isn't it? The Discover level. Yes, there are several different levels. So just sort of in our research, I suppose, and what, what was possible with art and visual impairments, we came across some Braille art that um, I think it was either in America or somewhere um, where they created images from Braille and uh, they were posted online with the instructions on, on how to sort of recreate it at home, if you like. Uh, so that sort of led us to think, well, how could we share that with the Victor community? And we thought, actually, it'd be quite nice to 
put that in the form of a competition and we thought January would be the perfect month to do it as like you said it was well Braille Day on the 4th of January which is when we launched the competition and for the, the whole of January uh, the competition uh, is running for anyone to enter. So tell us about the mechanics of it. What do people have to do? Is it different for different age categories? Uh, you know, that that sort of thing. So we've got two different categories for our Braille art competition. The first one is for those 0 to 10 with a, a vision impairment. And it's basically essentially recreating your name in Braille, but using different objects. So the, the example that we gave on the Victor website was that uh, we spelt Victor in Braille using our Victor pin badges. And we've had a few entries already that have been very creative. We've had use of toys, we've had use of buttons. Um, it's been brilliant so far what we've managed to uh, be sent in so far. The Victor staff have all been challenged to do the same, although their entries don't count towards the competition. But we've, we're all going to give it a go as well. And then for uh, 11 to 29s, slightly more challenging but it's essentially being able to use the braille alphabet and in an imaginative way as possible to create an image of some sort so we've seen boats uh we've seen uh, all sorts of different things we've tried a christmas tree as well before uh, just to see if it worked <laughs> so there's all sorts of examples on on the links on the website to sort of have a look and have a go at with the instructions as well so what we're asking anyone entering in that category is is to either send it in to us send in their sort of final version to us with, with the instructions or if, if that's not possible to just send send us the instructions and we can have a go at uh, recreating it here and seeing if the instructions work to make that image. Sure so either way you want the instructions. Yeah the idea behind that then being by the end of the month once we've got all of our entries we'd love to produce a booklet of some sort we're not quite sure what form this booklet's going to take but a booklet of braille art which will either display all the amazing entries that we've had but also include some of the instructions for people to have a go at uh, making their own images at home using the Braille instructions. When this booklet is made available, I guess it's not just going to be an internal booklet for Victor staff. Where are you anticipating people being able to pick that up from and how much is it going to be and you know, all of that sort of thing? So this is what we are playing around with at the moment. We're, we're looking at different ways of doing it. Obviously we want to try and host it on, online somehow. I think it will depend really on on the types of entries we get in and how we can best sort of recreate them into a booklet of some sort, whether it's an online version, whether it's um, something that we can publish. So we're, we're sort of still working out the technical side of that at the moment. But if it was a physical book, we'd be looking at a Braille version of that book being available, I suppose. Yes, yeah just moving back a bit then people have made up these pictures and they've got to send it into victor how do you want them to send it in for our first category for our sort of uh, up to 10 years old if you're recreating your name in braille using different objects more than welcome to just ask an adult to take a photo and to email it into us at activities at victor.org.uk or we've had a couple of postal entries as well so if you want to send it in through the post that's absolutely fine as well if uh, you are entering the second category where um, you're using these instructions to create a Braille picture, then email the instructions to us again at activities at victor.org.uk or again you can post the finished artwork to us and all the, all the postal address information is on the website. Fantastic. And we'll also make sure, of course, that we put a link to that information off the Braillecast website so that people can find that information there. Tell us more about the judging 
process? Uh, so our judging panel will be made up of our young ambassadors, um, some of them are Braille readers, but will also include some of our Victor staff and our Victor trustees will also be involved in, in the judging process as well. So we'll have some uh, Braille readers as well as those that are perhaps a bit more appreciative of art as well without being able to read Braille and still be able to take, take in the images. That's right, and it, it's all about the visual, isn't it, really, when you're doing pictures we're not looking for things that we can read we're looking for things that actually make sense visually and is that really what they're testing for are they testing for the visual appeal or are there other things that they're also testing for it's really impressive being able to harness these instructions together to create an image because i mean i'm i'm not a braille reader at all so it doesn't it baffles me how it all how uh, these instructions are put together to create an image so when i've seen the examples online it's seriously impressive so if we get a set of instructions in and we're able to recreate that image and obviously be able to determine what that image is uh, we the judging panel will be seriously impressed i'm sure okay and how long do you reckon this is all going to take when will we know who's won well the trustees will be um looking at the entry sort of early february time so we're hoping that we'll be able to announce some winners sort of shortly after that so sometime next month there's some um worthy prizes up for grabs there's a 50 pound amazon voucher for the winner there's a 25 pound amazon voucher for the runner-up and there's the booklet and there's the online gallery like you said can this be taken as sort of victor's commitment to braille i I guess victor's putting the money up for that themselves yeah these are these are victor prizes as such um you know we wanted to add a bit of weight to the competition if you're going to enter a competition you that it's uh, always worth it to win a prize. Obviously, if uh, anyone is listening and is able to help us with something even better, that be able to help our winners sort of uh, carry on their artistic flair after the competition, even better. But so hoping these these prizes will be enticement enough at this stage. And um, I suppose that leads me on to asking about the longer term ambition and the longer term future. Do you think there'll be a competition next year? If it's successful enough, but we'd love to be able to do it every year. It's a great way of bringing the Victor community together because, like I say, we're, we are a national charity, so we have uh, families and young adults all over the country and putting together in a competition like this as well just makes it a bit more fun as well. Is there anything else that you wanted to say about the competition or about Victor or about Braille, which I haven't asked you already? Just that we've been really impressed with the entries that we've had so far. Um, so uh, can't wait to see some more come in. It's really impressive when you get the instructions that come through, the different images that uh, that can be created. So it's been great for us in the office to see the entries come in. So hopefully we'll have lots to share in the booklet and the gallery uh, towards the end of the month. Luke Wakefield there. And you can find out more about Victor and the Braille Art Competition in particular at victor.org.uk slash victor-calendar slash braille-art. And Victor is spelt V-I-C-T-A. You can email activities at victor.org.uk or you can phone the head office on 01908 240 831. That's all we've got time for on Brailcast this month. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do that via email at news at Brailcast.com. Until next month, I've been Matthew Horspool. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Brailcast.